literally, so I just spent bleep it out dollars <laughs> on dance go clogs. I will bleep bleep that <laughs> out. Um, okay, at this point in my adulthood, I think a dollars is cheap for a pair of shoes. Is that crazy? No, I think that also for though good shoes. fancy shoes for good shoes. But I, uh, it's I've been wanting me. like good shoes for a while and i can't pull that trigger please bleep it every time i'm gonna bleep yeah (laughs) i'll bleep it every time (laughs) i will say i (laughs) but like it's just the perfect price in my opinion also for quality versus right and if you saw these shoes the queers were thirsty for this maggie had to buy them because foaming at the mouth yes because you you posted it and too many people were like send me the link i want it yeah exactly that that fucked with you it wasn't even people saying buy this you'll be like send me the link link. i've been thinking about buying these and i was like all right i have to be the first i want to hear you say Mommy made me mash my imagine, M&M. imagine your 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 throat is a uh, chimney and you're just letting the uh, uh, You know you need unique New York. You know right. you need unique New York. Let's do this. Let's go. Hi, 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 babies. Oh my god, I'm so happy that you're here with us in our little tiny huge apartment. I love you. Welcome to another episode of Dear and Baby. How are you? Feeling good? I'm feeling a little bit hungover, a little bit gassy. I took a huge shit this morning. Hello. Woo. <laughs> that was my shit. <laughs> Hello, I'm so excited that we're here. We're obviously here with the hotties who live downstairs. It is Maggie and Basil. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I also love how I go fully into like 90s like uh, radio man. <laughs> we are live on the air reporting on the hard hitting news. Yes, yes, yes. And the hard hitting news is what? I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too much, but we're going to introduce ourselves the way that we always introduce ourselves. And I mean, always by we've only done this a couple times, but we're going to go around. We're going to say our pronouns because they're important. We're going to say our names and then we're going to say what the hell is our gender today? Ooh, hell yeah. I guess I'll get started. I always have to edit this part shorter so it seems like we seamlessly flow right into it. it. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. My name is Maggie Dunlevy. <laughs> um, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. And to, I was thinking about this earlier. My gender today is uh, 100% angst. Mm. Whoa. It is. That sounds like a really good fragrance. It 100% angst. <laughs> Whose fragrance is it? Calvin Klein. <laughs> um, I am, I really, my gender today is like the boxes are like boy, girl, and then it's just like a, blo- a box with nothing. Like I'm just like, I object. 
that's what my gen- I'm just like I don't want I I would like to slip out of my body and fly yeah. away. Yeah. Is my gender today in the past couple <laughs> Make days? Me feel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm at. Sliding that over to you there. Um, ciao. Um, my name is Basil. My pronouns mm-hmm. are they them. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> um, Isn't that lame? Like, is there gonna be something new? <laughs> I, uh, surprise. Um, <laughs> and my gender today is like um, Jason Schwartzman on uh, which Wes Anderson movie am I gonna say? What do you think? Uh, Guess. Uh, man. Uh, no. Uh, uh, Rushmore. No. Rushmore. Rushmore. It's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, the Life Aquatic, your favorite no. one? Fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, what I more know. are there? The freaking. <laughs> the freaking. The, ho- the hotel one. No. Shit. What? The train one. The train one? Yeah, I don't Is remember it what it's called. Is the train one, The Life Aquatic? No, it's. Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> My gender today is the acclaimed. That's, uh, m- that's the movie my parents saw on their first date. Snowpiercer? What when are you talking about? Out? No, that's Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> <laughs> what is the train I'm one? Literally, what are you talking I about? know the train one. Can't oh think God. of it. Our like hungover brains are just fried right now. Oh, it's such a good. <laughs> it's such a good fake train name. The Darjeeling Limited. Darjeeling oh, Limited. What? That what? was such a deep cut. 2007. Yeah. I know, but it's still like it's not one it of has those 69% th- on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey. It's not one of the it's greatest. It's not a smash hits. hit. It's not a smash hit. But, but I famously love a train movie. Snowpiercer, mm. Snowpiercer. Polar Express, <laughs> Murder on the Orient Express, yeah. Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, sure. Um, um, Ratatouille in some ways has some train content. Yeah, to- oh, oh, you got you got uh uh uh, Snickle Shanks from uh, the Railway Cat. Oh, from Railway Cat. Cat. Yikes. Yes. Yes. We love a railway movie. Kara, where's where's your gender and things and all that? Okay, I've been thinking about this all morning. Also, if you guys can hear me squeak, that is my uh, very old leather jacket. That is. Um, I was waiting. That's my squeaky pussy. Squeak. That is my gorilla grip pussy. <laughs> creaking (laughs) (laughs) um i feel like i am the old dyke in every single 90s movie that's bartending at the lesbian bar oh yeah that was for sure written by like a straight woman and has like a lesbian bar like in suburban virginia (laughs) right right um there's literally two lesbian bars uh but in the 90s i feel like lesbian bars were were more more of a thing yeah mm -hmm. but uh, lesbian behind the Inflation. counter, uh, just kind of like shining glasses. You never really see her actually right. like pouring she something. Never makes a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but has like one line that's like like the main character kind of like walks in and is like, uh, I guess I'll take uh, a Mr. Coochie, and then be like, one Mr. Coochie coming up, and that's all she says. That's it. <laughs> and that's you. Yeah, and that's me. That's me. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. What are your pronouns today? Oh yeah, I forgot to say that. They're they them, you guys. It's classic. It is the classic. Instant classic. Completely. What if when I was in like an intro circle, like in my acting classes, if I was like, if I did like the cis thing and I was like, hi, um, my name's Basil. Oh yeah, my pronouns are 
they're they them obviously (laughs) that's actually i'm a they that's really funny i love that impression of cis people in a circle (laughs) where they're like um uh, i have boobs (laughs) (laughs) what do you need to know should i just get naked and show you Uh, bend uh, over and show you my hole uh, hers uh, yeah, it's like kelly uh we actually we don't assume your pronouns right now right uh even but though we you don't want to see your hole right either. <laughs> right we don't want to see kelly's hole though i do think kelly's hole is a pretty good probably hole. a great hole yeah a well sure a manicured hole yeah. no one is disputing the beauty of the hole no today no in non-binary fuckery news I wanted to share our experience of reading that review of Sam Smith's new album in the New York Times. Oh, yeah. Um, But there was a review of Sam Sam Smith's new album in the Halloween, Saturday, October 31st, New York Times. Um, Go get your New York Times. (laughs) Okay, everybody, we'll give you a second to go grab your archived copy of the Halloween New York Times. Times. And um, the... Author refers to Sam Smith with he, him pronouns throughout the entire review. Really, it definitely avoids using pronouns for Sam Smith, but... But when they do, but they including in the he. subtitle is like, on his new album, he talks about love and stuff. And then in the first, sen- in the first sentence of this review, it says, on Smith's new album, parentheses, Smith's preferred pronouns are they slash their, uh, close parentheses. He does this, 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 this. It is so It crazy. is such a wild snapshot yes. of the world cashing in on transness without being okay with it. Right, right. Yeah. And I kind of am tired of the memes about cis people that are like, he goes by they, them. You know, you've seen those memes. Uh, no. You've never seen these memes? No. I've never seen them either. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar. That sounds like a joke I understand, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the meme itself. But that's, For sure. That's annoying. But I just mean, like, everyone, I feel like sure, it's sure, kind of sure. that, like, cis people do the darndest thing. Right, oh right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But I will say... I kind of wish for cis people to kind of like slow their little roll sometimes and like pump those brakes and realize just think about it. What you're saying here. Yeah. 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 What I was reflecting on this week is that it's actually so it's so empowering to speak slowly. And by that, I mean, it's so empowering to take a moment when you're meeting somebody or talking to somebody for one of the first times and instead of trying to rush into it because you want to be suave or charming and have everything figured out to just be like hi by the way last time we met i didn't ask your pronouns what are they mine are they them theirs and just to really luxuriate (sighs) in not being cool Ah. and being kind of the coolest yeah because you you didn't luxuriate we were talking earlier this morning on our walk back from the dog park Mm -hmm. about how truly special it is jelly busts through the door (laughs) 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 how special it is to ask a stranger what their name is 
Yeah. Because we were like, we did this thing where, you know, like we'll be sitting and like today Jelly just kept going over and like hanging out by this guy. And I just was kind of like, haha, like she's picked you as like her safe space today. And he's like, oh, I don't mind, blah, blah. Mm, right, we don't know. And you know, it's, I mean, the, the dog park, a gorgeous microcosm of humanity. Yeah, I'm sure. Because you have so many opportunities to strike up a conversation because yeah. you're all just hanging out there. And then you can be like, oh, which one's yours? Oh, how long have you had? And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then eventually, no one will ever. No one ever makes the first move and says, hey, what's your name? So I take great pleasure in being like, what's your name? Yeah. And it is very special to just really be like, I'm going to have the egg on my face. I'm going to say, what's yeah. your name? And I would like to do that more with pronouns is to be like, totally. And what what pronouns do you use? Right. And I even agree. Even if that person is flustered to be like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mine are they them. Yeah. Great. I love you. I love your dog. Come over for dinner. Yeah. Get tested, though. I <laughs> get tested, though. <laughs> I feel like asking people's pronouns, that is the hottest shit to me. Hot. Oh, it's so hot. When somebody does it Erotic. first, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm literally like, oh, so are we going to your place? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, it is steamy in here. If you hear a squeaking, <laughs> if you don't hear come and my slippery bussy. <laughs> but. Yes, I do feel like it is an easy way to kind of get some great brownie points yeah. with anyone, but is something that people don't do enough. It even, like, often I am guilty of only asking someone's pronouns if I have a hunch they're trans and I want to give them the, like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like I often am just trying to kind of like make a friend and let them know that I am. And so it's like, but I would like to just make that more of like an everyday thing of just like, you know, I meet some, you know, gruff old dad at the dog park and I'm like, what are your <laughs> pronouns, sir? It is also the funny thing about about this happening at the dog park uh -huh. is that there is no place like the dog park where people are constantly asking pronouns, but it's of the dogs. Yes, people true. are constantly. Oh my god, I saw I saw it happen. I think it must have been yesterday. Which you need to understand. We go to the dog park every, every day, day. Catch us there. For guess a, which park? For a long time. For a long for an fucking hour. time. Yeah, it, but it's all fun. Yeah. Um, every minute of it is fun. It's I, like the hottest club in New York now. Literally, dude, is it is. Everyone there is yeah. so hot. They're wearing shoes that do not make sense at the dog park. Mm -hmm. They look so Kitten good. Yeah. They just got their dog two months ago. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, I saw an interaction the other day. A dog runs up to somebody who is not that dog's owner, and the uh -huh. owner kind of trails behind. Mm -hmm. And the dog is, like, jumping all over um, this person who's not their owner. And the the person is like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. And then the owner of the dog goes, she. And the, like, in a sweet way, they go, oh, she. And the person's like, oh, sorry, she's so cute. I was like, it's that, that easy. <laughs> yeah, that it easy. is that easy. <laughs> oh, it's man, cis people do the darndest things, <laughs> don't they? We have, like, a TV show where, like, they walk out and, like, sit on a little stool. And we're like, or we're like, and what are your pronouns? And they're like, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm a I girl. Mean, obviously, that I'm, I'm a woman, and you can go by whatever you want if you, if you want to. I'm like, don't cis people do the darkest thing. All the trans people in the crowd are like, ah! <laughs> wow, the, I've never even thought about that. And well, the, the, the urgency with which people need to know our dog's right. gender before they know yeah. the dog's name, before they know whether the dog wants to interact with them, yeah. they're and like, boy, girl. 
It's like a boy. Yeah. I always, and I really like being like, who's to say? I don't yeah. know. But little do they know, all dogs are boys and all cats are girls. So yeah, open your eyes. Solve that one. But I will say this kind of has the same. A feeling to me as gender reveal parties do uh, yeah which gender reveal parties are so fascinating to me um because they're kind of this like grip on gender this like kind yeah. of like like cemented just like hardcore grip on gender that a gorilla lot of grip if you will <laughs> the gorilla grip on gender that people don't want to let go of. True. Which is Crazy. why they've gotten so out of hand over time. And the woman who invented them oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. has kind of like been like, I've created a monster. Yeah, like, literally Frankenstein. Mm. And her kid is trans now. Yeah. It's crazy. God bless her. But like my cousins who are absolutely addicted to gender roles. Like for sure, for they sure. have a problem. They cool. really do. Sick. Addicted to gender roles. Like every time they have a kid like really have to milk the shit out of the gender reveal party. Really? What have they done for the gender reveal? Are they like a blast the color cannon? Are they a cut the cake open, blue or pink? Are they kind of like a, you know, shoot off fireworks that mm-hmm. set the forest on fire? <laughs> Maybe like kind of play the white Play-Doh, but it's got some food coloring in it. Yeah. And then it turns blue as you like kind of work it more and then it stains your hands and then that's how you know have you seen any of them i i have seen some of them they're very showy they're very much like they got the pinterest page Mm. they've like you know been researching for a while like everything's right they invite like all of their friends back when they could do that and like kind of like either shoot off like a thing or like confetti like a cannon yeah like a gun (laughs) that's bleeped (laughs) but i wanted to ask you guys i think i think people who have gender reveal parties i think they need something else to kind of replace that true party crowd it out crowd it out yeah yeah let's how about the how about the specific career that's going to be forced on the child reveal party (laughs) Ah. (laughs) an accountant (laughs) data analyst That's really good. Wow. <laughs> They're a doctor. <laughs> Stay at home mom. <laughs> oh my god. I I clergy member. Oh, clergy, clergy member. <laughs> Nondescript <laughs> clergy member. Oh wow. My god. I love that. I think that's, that's an good. excellent idea. Yeah. Because I think if we can just come up with other party ideas yeah people need more reasons to invite people over and get presents before their babies are yeah. born. there are not enough reasons there yeah. are, i mean baby more. shower that's that's tired it's old it is old yeah it's not it's not problematic it's not like it's just boring it's boring it is boring and it's disgusting. Okay, <laughs> I want to take it. A, I want to take it a step nastier. Genital reveal party. <laughs> genital, <laughs> genital reveal. Oh my god, genital reveal party. That is when everyone party. reveals everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody just is wearing a shirt and nothing on the bottom. Yeah, everyone's genitals are revealed, <laughs> and then they then a giant projection of either a cock and balls <laughs> or a see you or next a tuesday or a see you next tuesday, tuesday. Or a hairless. Like cock and balls but don't say a p-u-s-s-y <laughs> a hairless <laughs> pussy cat not a hair on that thing 
One or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. that's how we know where okay. we're starting. Yeah. I think I think that's great. I mean, like, if you're really looking just for, I don't know, maybe they like the surprise of it all. Like, that's yeah. what I can't surpri- understand. <gasps> what about a secret reveal party? A oh my secret God. Everybody, everybody tells party. a secret. Or, that's a fun or party. Or just the baby tells a secret. Yeah. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> you summon the baby and they, they share something from beyond kind of mm. like the grave. I think sense. that's great. Famously, in my family, we think that my five-year-old cousin, <laughs> my, my dead grandpa exists inside him. Yeah. So I'm thinking kind of every family really needs the excitement yes. of thinking your cub-loving Irish feminist grandfather is in the yes. soul of a child i yes. think yes it would be kind of like the vessel reveal party. <laughs> yes. reincarnation reveal party like to really find out who <laughs> and maybe it's not even someone in your family yeah maybe it's like it's abraham, abraham lincoln. lincoln you guys make out do it now <laughs> but don't actually <laughs> Wow. Um, okay, we did say that at the same time, correct? You did say that at the same correct. time. Okay, well, that was hot. Abraham wow. Lincoln. Abraham. <laughs> but that Maybe is that Abraham is correct. Lincoln is he, here with vessel us. Reveal. Yeah. I I am the vessel. Yikes. <laughs> but Abraham Lincoln famously, famously I think would be most down for like being like I love non-binary people. Yeah, like I fine. think I think everyone should just be, be who they want to be. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln stands. <laughs> queer trans everybody yeah we love you abe but um but wow fully half an hour yeah but i think i think the general gender reveal party really leads us into kind of the questions that we're going to answer today wow you're absolutely right actually yeah it's almost like i kind of planned this little thing out (gasps) i actually didn't so (gasps) it's almost like i'm really good at improv (laughs) it's almost like i took all of the ucb classes (laughs) Wait, and I spent so really? much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of big boy dollars. Yeah, it is. How long did that take? It took about a year. Oh. Yeah. I thought it would take more than that. It would if I you weren't living with your parents then. and just, just working as doing a that, barista. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. R.I.P. to a real one, UCB. Thank you for everything you've given us. Yeah. I never did UCB, but I today was really missing improv. <gasps> Whoa. Bad. Yeah, well, we can give you kind of, like, the feeling of being in a UCB class. Mm, okay, let's give it a try. Yeah, 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 let's give it a try. <laughs> well, Darla, <laughs> looks like you're giving birth tomorrow. How you feel? <laughs> well, I don't know how I feel. I'm feeling a little bit sick to my stomach. Well, I... I think the baby's coming now. Oh, no. I'm not ready to have a child, especially because I, I'm, I'm, I can't read. <laughs> yes. And I wrote down the plan. Okay. You kind of yeah, get that's that? That's it. That's pretty like, good. That's kind of a, and that's the scene. They would proceed to have the baby in the scene. They, they would and have the, to have the, the baby. The teacher would the cut scene. it and say, you guys really can't do that anymore yeah and i think the teacher would be like gary you always choose to be illiterate in every single scene please stop doing that so uh r.a.p ucb um we'll we'll leave a moment of silence for okay and that was great so um (laughs) what we are talking about today is kind of um in the realm of gender reveal parties and true cis people doing the darndest things and our first question we're going to answer is, how do gender roles play a part in your life? Mm. Well, I'm the mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the daddy. 
And I'm the little baby. <laughs> and then we family. <laughs> family. Um, for me, this is actually complicated, and, and I think about it actually pretty frequently because I don't, except for at work, everybody that I work with is cis. Besides that, I don't really interact with cis people. Very few people that I interact with are cis. I really like Jacob, and like I don't even. I guess that many of my friends are cis, but like live with mostly trans people. Most of my friends are trans. Got it. You kind of are giving so me I'm a lot of a different. Do you you think you do have a lot of cis friends, or you don't have a lot of cis friends? Good question. Maybe I'll start my answer over now. <laughs> but it is complicated. Okay. It is. It is. I'm starting over. This is. I'm starting over, and now. Uh, no, I'm passing the mic to Maggie. Wow, I'm really curious as to what you were gonna say. No, no, go. I wasn't. Say. I was just saying. Um, I. I, cause I, I find it just as complicated as you do because when I'm with you guys, I think I've got so many trans friends and then I go out and interact with everyone I've ever known in my life ever and go, holy shit, do I actually have that many trans friends? That's why I wasn't coming at you. I was trying to reinforce this idea. And Mm -hmm. I just feel so like cool to be me and like seen around my trans people that I live with. And, like, my trans friends that I have, like, talking to such friends on the phone and stuff. And I feel like that's most of the social interaction that I have. But then I go into the world and I work with, um, I'd say that, you know, nine days out of ten, the people that I'm working with are cis straight women. Mm -hmm. And so feeling myself being kind of, like, feeling myself really be a part of that to them. Like my coworkers are very like, okay, ladies, we've got this. Mm-hmm. Okay, ladies, we've got, we can do this. Or like, because we are women, <laughs> that's how they're treating us. Yeah. yeah. That's very what, what my work is like. Got it. <laughs> and, um, and then like interacting with people out in the world and being like really feeling treated as though I am a woman, you know? Yeah. And, and then that kind of makes me feel like, uh, like. I agree, though, that it's often coming from a place of trying to kind of conjure solidarity of like, well, I mean, it's one of those complicated things. It's like the kind of controversy of being like women and femmes. I was about when, to say women and when femmes. When you're that not was such a thing a year trying or two to ago. say that and you like people just kind of grasping for a way to be like everybody but men. Yeah. Straight cis men. Just so everyone knows, the term women and femmes, it does give me lockjaw. (laughs) The term does give me intense heartburn. Yeah. 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 And only- Stomach acid just- spewing up yeah. like old faithful yeah i like go to the doctor and they're like we can't figure out what's wrong with you and i'm like well i heard the term women and femmes and he's like that's it that, we found it we found it <laughs> that's what <laughs> diagnosis prescription strength tums uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think like people are are often just trying to find a way to be like you also know. you know maybe face similar vi- like like harass like you get catcalled too like exactly. regardless yeah. or you know like your boss is not going to respect you cuz you have long hair like me and yeah but it also is like harmful as well so mm, it's tough 
It is tough. This also is a really general question, which I think is why I accidentally literally swallowed my own tongue uh, in the beginning of trying to answer it. I'll, I'll, can I take it in a different direction? Yeah, yes. go ahead. I was thinking about just like gender roles like around the house. In the, the bedroom. House. <laughs> in the, in we the can bedroom. talk about that. <laughs> you want to bake me a pie, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's going against gender roles. <laughs> yeah, <very subversive>. <laughs> <laughs> I find like, I, one of the things that like I am very aware of like in my own therapy journey is kind of like what I am kind of learning and unlearning about gender and from my parents and like from my mom thinking about like I am just trying to be less just like abjectly selfless than my mom who like will come home from a long ass day of work and will be like Oh, how are you feeling? Do you want me to make you some pasta? Like, let mm. me make you some dinner. And like that to me is like how to be a good mom and in turn to be a good caretaker slash woman. And then my dad is like a very sweet and emotional man, but also he is, can be very like moody and like very mm-hmm. kind of gruff. Mm-hmm. And when I feel myself in more of like a, a mass kind of moody space. I feel like the like I those are the kind of two traps I kind of fall into, which are like gender roles that I like inhabit. And I'm trying to 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 step a little bit back from that and wonder even when if slash when I am parenting a baby, like how my gender will shape what they think of as gender roles. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I famously uh, do not love any gendered parent terms, really, and also grew up in a household where, like, my dad did all the cooking, all the cleaning, kind of did, like, everything, and my mom was more, like, hands-off parent. But I think um, I find that I play into gender roles too often in a way that I think is toxic, like how so in your with yourself with your friends with myself with kind of my partner Mm. with and we'll just kind of like chalk a lot of things up to being gender roles that's what i'm getting into interesting which i find you dare name an example i will do this thing all the time where i kind of will let um amabs assign male at birth um not like off the hook, but I do think I will be like, well, you are more emotionally closed off. So yeah. maybe this like isn't kind of the place for you or I know that wasn't a great example, but no. Yeah. Or or even like um, like kind of like cleaning up or like and I, I it's it's challenging because I also sometimes will will. Yeah. Like come to thinking about someone who is assigned male at birth from a more limited place in a way that is not in line with my like gender politics, which yeah, is that like totally. everybody should be oh, like invited and expected to be at the level of kind of like emotional fluidity and also caretaking. Right. That I am. I think caretaking is the big place where it shows in my life because I think I have always seen women as caretakers. Yeah. This and, is so interesting, Maggie. And it is like, such a huge part of like me and my self-image and self-worth is that I take care of everybody. And I never once have expected that of anybody who was assigned male at birth. God. And it. especially not people who identify as men. I-, I feel like trans people who were assigned male at birth, I feel way more comfortable asking that of them. But when it comes to like 
just guys being dudes, mm. I immediately am like, you're not going to give this to me. Yeah. And I'm not going to even ask. See, this is so interesting that your take on it has to do with like caretaking. I feel like my take on it has to do with like um, working with um, ah. cis women or working with cis men or like hanging out. Because in this high is, school, this is interesting. In high school, I was the guy's girl. Oh, yeah. I was yes! like, I left my all girlfriend group to kind of join a nerdy theater, like mm. all boyfriend group. Hot. Um, which in both f- friend groups, I was kind of like that. I was the grittier kind yeah. of like more masculine type, mm-hmm. but would say to girls a lot of the time, like, oh, well, I just get along better with guys. Uh huh. I also went to all girls Catholic school from sixth grade to twelfth grade. (laughs) Oh my god! I feel like we're having like a flashback right now. It's like there she goes. (laughs) Me and my plaid skirt. There she goes. Interior day. (laughs) A nun is giving me detention for lying (laughs) out of fear that I got a library book. (laughs) And I just can't. My religion class teacher. Yeah, and so I would I have a deep fear of men and boys because I was never socialized around them yeah. in crucial periods of my development. Um so I've never felt comfortable around boys. I've always felt I've also for a big part of my life was gay and didn't know it, and so I think that was Really? Also- <laughs> that that's so interesting. <laughs> kind of thought yeah. that like I was just like, oh, I don't really like want to hang out with guys. I'm kind of freaked out by them. But yeah. then it was also just this like intense fear that I might have to go on a date with them. Yeah. Or date them. Got yeah. it. That's a whole chapter. We'll get to that another day. For sure. But Basil, how did you feel about like, did you hang out with a lot of guys growing up? That's an interesting uh, question. That you asked me. <laughs> the power the of Roof. speaking slowly. <laughs> Keanu Roofs, I said. I'm sorry. Keanu Roofs. Keanu Grooves. Let's groove tonight. That's my next radio show. Keanu Grooves. Anyway, um, when I was, well, let's talk about like puberty and post. I definitely let's have always talk been about puberty and scared post. of boys always scared of boys was mm. bullied by boys always whoa from a young age for being hotter than them for being oh, hotter than SMH. them aka being hairy from my scalp to my toes no way oh, duh oh my, duh. God. oh my god i was mercilessly bullied no yeah even my eyebrows <gasps> which are my eyebrows which are in 2020 amazing, so hot they're amazing they're fabulous I would get pinked on for having eyebrows that looked like they were drawn on with a Sharpie. It was white supremacy. It was misogyny. Absolutely. Whoa. And it was enacted on my body from the age of four. What? Yes. That sucks. Yeah. So I never trusted boys because I was always like, they look at me, they see my body, they're mean to me. And that's what boys do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also had the experience of like when I was in high school, kind of retreating from my school's social scene mm-hmm. and becoming really invested in the social scene at the School of Rock, which what? was the music lesson place that With I both Jack Black Christina. took lessons at and worked at. Whoa. So I mostly hung out there because I was either t- taking lesson or working. Um, 
And that was a group of friends that was like age variant mm-hmm. and gender variant. And when I first started going there, I was really scared of the boys because they were really tight knit. They were all guitar boys. Oh my so God, like almost this is the like scariest boy. Rock Literally, yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Um I was really scared of them. Often they were mean to me. Mm-hmm. There was this one guy who was like kind of targeted mean to me. So I was really, really shy. Um, but over time, I feel, I feel like I like got tougher and mm-hmm. kind of like stopped caring. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's also just like dissociation. Yeah. And, and was still mostly friends with girls and also had a girlfriend that I spent all my time with. Yeah. So. Secret girlfriend. Yeah. Secret girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so this is very interesting that we kind of took this question and went we down went the route of. So yeah. I know. I am very sorry about this, uh, listeners, but I feel like um, this is a very broad question. Yeah. Kind of like summing it up, like gender roles are both things that we kind of unconsciously slide into because they're these like well-worn like treads that you just can click into because we're, we've seen them everywhere. And they are these things that we come in contact with that trigger us into where we were at past times or yeah. what we need to do to protect ourselves from, I'll fucking say it, the violence of gender. Yeah. yeah. And so the, like gender roles aren't inherently bad. And I mean, they kind of are actually, but I do think that, it, it's important to talk about both yeah. ends of that. I do feel like gender roles is like the kind of frenemy you had in high school where oh, like oh, oh. you were always like going over to their house for sleepovers. Mm-hmm. You guys loved each other. But when they left the room, you were like you were talking this shit. Bitch, yeah. Right. Because I guess the one more thing I want to say about it is that gender roles like the limited language we have are th- are some of the limited options which with we can show our gender is different. Like Mm -hmm. I can show you that I am trans or like mask of center or whatever by what mask of center. Honestly, sounds like a hot fucking like new queer eye show. (laughs) with just like five, like Andro mask hotties that are like mask of center. (laughs) That is hot. I want, I would, I want to, I would watch that mask of center. I'm sorry, Maggie. The reason that I started laughing while you were saying that was because I was imagining you finishing that sentence of being like, I could kind of show people that I'm mask (laughs) of center by never cooking or (laughs) not listening to people. Yeah. (laughs) Or telling someone they shouldn't be a massage therapist is a horrible idea. Or driving really fast and honking all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Through my road rage. Through my road rage, I enact my transness. (laughs) And so you're going to tell me I can't have that. Yeah. I mask of center by uh, washing myself with a three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. I mask of center. (laughs) There's grains of rice in my bathroom. Yeah. And they're a year old. Yeah. I'm mask of of center. Wow. I'm so sorry to all of my mask of center hotties. Please still call me. I'm not (laughs) trying to make fun of you. Call me, babe. But thank you for summing that up. I know we got a little bit off topic, a little tangenty. Um, but I will edit that up to get it to a place that I Thanks, want. G. It flows great. But I this did. is a nice question to end on, and I feel like really goes with what we were talking about. 
you think it's valid to be non-binary but still connect with being raised slash born female? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you don't, if you don't want to engage with that part of yourself because it's so dysphoric, yeah. then forget it. Yeah. But if you're non-binary and you can joyfully understand the fact that you didn't have the language for your gender expression and you were raised in the experience of being a girl, which every person has a different girlhood, like mm. there's no universality to your girlhood, mm -hmm. then you can celebrate your girlhood because it was a non-binary childhood. You just didn't know it. Mm. Yeah. And honestly, any question that comes from a place of, do you think it's valid for me to... Yes. Yes, you're valid. What you what you're experiencing and what is tender or what you want to love or cherish or or be with or you know, you don't have to banish anything about yourself to be non-binary and I think it is really beautiful to stay connected to the younger parts of yourself and and just like let them be there. And and you don't have to you don't have to explain that or even tell that to anybody. You can just kind of hold it, I think. Yeah. Honestly, my reaction to anything referring to me being raised female is comedic only. Uh, yeah. Like, when I talk about it with people, I automatically resort to being like, you know, when I was a little girl, yeah. like, uh -huh. back when I had, uh, when I was a little baby girl, mm -hmm. and I think that's because... I try to show people putting on a persona right. that I'm not a dumbass. Yeah. I know I was raised as a girl. Right. I'm not an idiot. I'm right. not denying it. Mm. Right. I know this. Right. But sometimes I want to forget about it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's just as valid. True. Wanting to forget about it or wanting to just be like, today I was never a girl. Today I have been non-binary forever and yep. I was never a girl and I'll never be a girl again. Like yes. that is totally legit and then there are some days where it's just like i remember like being a badass little girl i don't know yeah i i have very like i remember like the parts of me that were well I, did i say my house metaphor no so really quick like the way that i often explain my gender to other people mm -hmm. it, it folds into this question because i really cherish like the girlhood in womanhood that whatever i i don't really like the word woman but <laughs> <laughs> like i've said i'm sweating who, that that word is like it just doesn't make any sense what to is me it? i don't know i right now who does it anymore when i hear the word woman i'm like miss me with that <laughs> <laughs> i don't like dodging like, like, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> um that that Nicki minaj tiktok song hung with the nose yeah <laughs> Yeah, anytime people are like, I'm a woman, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not so, a girl. <laughs> but I also do, like, I. it is important to me in my journey to honor those parts of myself. So when I think of my gender, I think of it as kind of this big Victorian house with mm. the ground floor being kind of she, her, femme, you know, femininity and, and my girlhood. Mm, the herstory archives. The herstory archives <laughs> located in scenic Brooklyn, New York. Uh, or, I don't know, Manhattan. It's Dyke Slope. Dyke Slope. Oh, God. I wish we'd go to Ginger's right now. I know. Me too. Anyways. Oh, and so, like, I when I explain it to people who are unfamiliar with non-binariness, I say, like, 
I understand why you would see me as a girl. Like that is the floor that most people kind of, you know, you pop in if you're visiting, you have a, you sit in the sitting room and you watch TV, whatever. Yeah. But like, there's way many, there's like two floors above and there's like this house. like deep, sexy basement below. Mm-hmm. And so finished, it's, it's finished it's, basement. It's finished, there's a bowling alley. Yeah. Like, oh, a bowling name, alley. Okay, everybody, if you're Whoop. listening, name that architectural digest video what celebrity has a bowling alley in their basement it's lance armstrong isn't it maria sharapova yes (laughs) oh you got it it's maria sharapova Mm. she's weird you want Um, some you lose some (laughs) but maria sharapova is i will say it so hot yeah she's hot but you know i don't know she's something like i think she could be like an animatron or something if you say maria sharapova my brain Project Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, I do too. I, I literally have no am seeing idea Gwyneth Paltrow. And by Gwyneth Paltrow, like. I do mean Claire Danes. Do you know who? That's funny <laughs> as fuck. I project Hillary Swank. <laughs> so, wow. Maria Sharapova to Gwyneth Paltrow to Claire, Claire Danes, Danes Maria, to baby. Hillary Swank. I'm sorry about this. We love you. Yeah. Uh, Claire, uh-huh, Claire, uh-huh, baby. Uh-huh, we uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, Gwen, Hillary, baby, Hillary, Gwen. sending that stuff to us. We oh, love the stuff. You said Gwen. I thought you said Claire. I was like, yeah, Claire Danes. <laughs> keep, keep sending doing- us those signed Stardust DVDs. <laughs> anyway, I I celebrate that because I have to make peace with the fact that I most people will see me and will see that first, and mm-hmm. so it's a way for me to kind of like. Be like, okay, I'm okay with you seeing that because I know there's more. And I know the more you get to know me and the more you're open to learning about me, the more you'll visit in the house and the more yeah. you'll see. The only thing that I am trying to really encourage in myself um, and I would love to encourage in others that I think is really important and that ties into our conversation about gender roles yeah. is that I think that if if one is ever about to attribute a behavior thing to how you were raised. Like specifically if somebody's if somebody's talking about like the way that they relate to other people. If somebody's talking about like their ability to feel their feelings mm. or communicate their feelings. Mm. And if somebody this is an example because this is something that comes up a lot for me where I don't I have a lot of trouble with my feelings and I have a lot of trouble communicating them, I think. And I was raised in the experience of being a girl. And so, so many people are like, well, I mean, you know, they're AMAB, so, like, they don't really have that, like, experience with, like, communicating their feelings. Mm. And I'm like, maybe there's a different reason. Uh, Ah, yeah. Like, like, maybe that's part of it, but if you're about to immediately write something up to the gender in which somebody was raised, maybe think about it a little bit more. Yeah. Mm. Because it might not be that. Yeah. Mm. And it might be that, but it might not be that. Yeah. I (laughs) (laughs) think. And it's a stinker. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, I'm sorry. uh, It's okay. We got three candles behind you, so hopefully they're taking it in and uh, pushing it out. But, yeah, Basil, I agree. We got you, boss. And I will say, this is something I especially need to work on. Mm. I need to work on this, too. I need to work on moving away from these gender roles and referencing them and kind of thinking about them and internalizing them all the time. Yeah. And also, I'm going to also say the opposite of what you said is also true, which is that 
like when I sift through my girlhood, it's not all the things that line up with gender roles. Right. Like, I think a lot of like the parts of my girlhood that I treasure are like my scrappiness and my just like yeah. rugged yeah. ambition that yeah. I had when I was a little kid. Yeah. I ants on the sidewalk with a magnifying glass. Yeah. Telling everyone I was going to be the first female president. Like I oh, literally, you were that was one of those. I, I was one of those. I love that. That really like kind of left me as I entered other parts of my life. But like that is like my girlhood is like walking around being like, I'm the head bitch in charge and I'm the funniest, the cutest, and I'm going to be the president. And well, like, I love that for you. And that is like something I yeah. like. That's awesome. I want to, to hold on to from who I was. I love that. I feel like my girlhood was just watching jackass uh, YouTube videos and that. robot Celebrate chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just really sticking my feet in places that <laughs> those feet shouldn't be. Wow. And that's my girlhood. That's my girlhood. <laughs> my girlhood was being afraid of horses <laughs> and killing ants and being afraid of roller coasters and staying inside when I saw a grub outside my house. For three days. <laughs> For three days, I did not go outside. And then we went to New Jersey to visit my aunt and my uncle. And I was like, finally, I can go outside because there are no grubs no in grubs. New Jersey. <laughs> no grubs. Did well, you actually kill ants with a magnifying glass? Yeah, I did. My wow. brothers and I, I had a big uh, magnifying glass start fire. Thank you so much for listening to N Baby. If you like to support N Baby, please consider donating to our Patreon for only ten or five dollars a month. You get some cool extra stuff, and you get to support what we're doing. So thanks so much. If you'd like to follow any of us on Instagram, you can follow Basil at, at whatever. That's at W H A G E V R. If you want to follow Maggie, you can follow them at, at Softy Mag. That's at S O F T I E dot. M-A-G. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at add to Gerarara. That's add Gerarara. You know. You know it. It's at G-A-R-A-R-A-R-A-R-A-R-A-R-A-R-A. Great. And the song that you're listening to, our amazing theme song, is by Destroy Boys. It's Cry Baby by Destroy Boys. Go download that right now. Go follow them on Instagram at at Destroy Boys Band. And that is it, you guys. Thank you so much. I will see you on Thursday for our interview episode. See you guys.